So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup. Ha ha, okay. I'm Miss H, and today, Mr. O and I will be talking about Love After Lockup, Season 3, Episode 15. This week, Sean waits for Destiny at the courthouse, Lindsay and Scott continue to argue, Dylan sweet talks his parole officer, John tries to save all of Christiana's family, and Maurice bonds with Jessica's dad. If you like what you hear, please support us by subscribing and leaving a five-star rating or any other constructive comments are welcome. And if you watch 90 Day Fiance, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day K, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks, stay safe, and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going with you? Oh, things are crazy here because, of course, it's 2020, so fire. So everything's on fire, exactly. Yep, uh-huh. yep mm-hmm. everything's on fire. It smells like smoke here in my house, even though all my windows are closed. So mm-hmm. if I pass out, you know what happened. Okay, yeah. All well, right. I mean, a lot of fire in this show this week, too. Ah, bingo. Yeah. Segway. Yep. The show was good. <laughs> the show was good. All right, so let's get started with uh, Dylan and Heather, since we didn't really uh, see too much of them. So we pick up where we left off with Heather driving like a maniac, trying to get Dylan back to Aunt Diane's to meet up with his parole officer. Dylan approaches the parole officer's car and tells him, don't arrest me, and goes to shake the parole officer's hand. And the officer says, you know, he doesn't do that. Dylan Dylan continues to be polite and manages to charm himself out of getting in any real trouble. Dylan goes inside to thank Diane for helping him stay out of trouble. Heather also thanks Diane, and she is terrified to leave Diane's house now. But she says her pussy is about to explode, so they're just going to have sex with Aunt Diane in the other room. And then their aunts are saying, well, this is one happy household. So, uh, Heather, it's like you were in this situation because of you. How long do you think it will last at Diane's house before there's another blow up? Another blow up? I yeah. It would be. I would be shocked if she made it three days. Yeah. yeah my my bet would be tomorrow. There will be another blow up tomorrow. Well, let's say the blow up where she's gonna try to leave again because I feel like you know she's gonna suck it up if she thinks she'll lose Dylan to prison again. Yes, I guess so. For a, for a few days, I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 within a week, within a week, she's going to be like screaming and yelling and trying. Oh to well, leave. yeah. I mean, I would say either later that day, or maybe all she really need was just to get some. Maybe, maybe, maybe she'll chill out after that. Maybe that's not usually a phrase I've heard. Your pussy is going to explode. Like, oh my god, that's usually not like, what people happening? talk about exploding when they're talking about that. But okay. No. Oh, I was just like, uh, too it's much, like, too much. <laughs> yeah, I was like, maybe you should see a doctor about that. That's not the way it's supposed like to feel. That's like a medical issue. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, okay, definitely. so it couldn't get over, like, that was literally the first check-in. That was, yes. you go to this house, you call the parole officer, let him be there, and he shows up. And she right. made him leave before that? That's yeah. crazy. Like, it wasn't yeah. like some random stop by. Like, you know, he can do any random stop bys, which was our concern because they're like, well, he's not – it's not house arrest. He's allowed to leave the house. Yes. So how is the officer going to be like, I've been here for 10 minutes. Where were you? Unless right. it was the literal first check-in. Crazy. And that's what yeah. my thing is. is like if you can't even stay long enough for the literal first check-in, 
with the parole officer. She she just when she gets in her head and she gets in that mood, she just is not rational at all. Oh, absolutely not. She was completely unreasonable this whole time. So I don't know. This I don't know. is gonna be an interesting okay. is it, interesting couple. Is it wrong that I was laughing at her when she made that crying face? Because it was <laughs> It was really no, bad. Absolutely <laughs> okay. Not. <laughs> but I kind of wonder a little bit, is he gonna end up going back to prison? Because they definitely had a more extended trailer for the Life After Lockup crew. Uh-huh. And they are on it, which kind of concerns me a little bit. It does, and we we had this concern about them because they were um so they were so delayed in the show. I just Yeah. I even if he doesn't even if he does manage to stay out, I it, it's terrible because I feel like if he goes back, it's gonna be her fault. Yes. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, it's his fault. He chose it, to he be do, with this he, person, and not even chose to be. But when she says we're leaving, he does choose to leave with her. Right. Yeah. But, like, I also think he's like, I can't stay with this lady. Like, I can't. Oh, I think he's definitely starting he's, to get he, that way. Like, uh, he's like, oh no, this is this. I can't stay. I can't do this. So, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be. I also wouldn't be surprised. He was like, he went to the parole officer. Like, yeah, we need a new place. I'm. Out yep. and they broke up yep. instead of him going back to jail. But at the same time, like the show is not above featuring someone, even though they broke up with their significant other. Oh, true. You know, and mm-hmm. let's be real here. Like Dylan is an attractive guy. I don't want to say he's a catch because it's kind of like, well, to who exactly? Yeah, like, I mean, you could. But he is could, a for sure good looking way. guy. You could do a lot worse than Dylan amongst people who have never been to jail ever. Like that's that's oh, yes. definitely not yes, that. That is not very that. true. He's a good looking guy. He seems really respectful, really polite, really mm-hmm. friendly. The only thing that's like eh, is his, you know, drug history and you know his criminal record. But I mean, other than that, yes, he's a catch. So I kind of feel like he could very easily find another love for love after lockup. Oh, he, he could. He totally, he totally could. Yeah. Totally could. Yeah. I wonder so, if they don't want to spoil it by. I don't know. They spoiled other things. And I'll talk about it when I we know. get to mine. They totally spoiled things um, oh. in the, in the, with, with, with their previews. Oh, goodness. All right. So I'm uh, moving on to Shonda and Tyrese. So Tyrese is working on his fitness when we get an update on him. It's been three months since he's heard from Shonda. He is actually starting to believe that people can lie to your face. Shonda meets with production to tell her side of the story. She tells us that she enjoyed the companionship and communication with Tyrese when she was in prison. But when she met him and that ugh, blue suit. That blue suit. <laughs> blue suit it was a buzzkill and when she kissed him she just felt nothing she considered the goodbye at the bus stop her final goodbye she didn't want to ghost tyrese but she felt like she was being overwhelmed with his calls and texts and she couldn't take it anymore so she just changed her number she justifies the action by saying that in recovery sometimes it's necessary to cut people off She tells us she's really working on her sobriety. She has a car, she's out of the halfway house, she has a job, and she's taking the steps to stay on the straight and narrow. She calls Tyrese while production at their prompting uh, for for closure. Uh, She doesn't want him to think she's a bad person. Shonda apologizes to Tyrese for ghosting him and says that he deserves better. She tells him that she needed to focus on her life before a relationship. He says that she should have just been real with him. 
She tells him he didn't deserve to be treated that way and she would like to still be friends. But he says he doesn't want any more fucking friends and he's out. Shonda reveals that she has moved on from all of the men she was talking to while in prison. Then we get like our commercial break uh, clip with Tyrese. Tyrese tells us he has absolutely no problem getting women anywhere, anytime, any place. He says that for his next woman, he's going to impress her with his blue power suit and his blue alligator shoes. When asked if he's concerned that his outfit didn't quite work, you know, the first time, he tells us, frankly, he doesn't give a fuck. Uh So, yeah, insanity there. I mean, yes and no. Keep repeating the same mistakes. Yes and no. I feel like he, at this point, is like, listen, I don't want to be with any woman that's not into my blue power suit and blue alligator (laughs) shoes. So if that's going to be a deal breaker, we can just deal with that right up front. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay, so what do you think Tyrese would have said if Shonda had been honest to his face and said that, you know, he lost her at the blue suit? Um. Yeah, the blue suit was more of like a symbol, right? It was definitely not like, oh, that particular suit is so hideous that I'm broken up with you. It just said a lot about his personality that she was like, oh, oh, this is the very different person than the person I'd have imagined him being, right? Right, right. Right, because it does it does take a certain personality type to pick out that suit, right? <laughs> You like know, a pimp personality because that's what I said, thought he looked like when he like rolled up. It's like, eh, all right. Yeah, it was it was definitely this this ostentatious like, you know, very I would say flashy, but flashy and it can't just be flashy in a you know, typical way. You know, that's a, something I say is, is male male fashion is all about like the little touches, right? Mm-hmm. Like the difference between a, 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 a nice suit and a cheap suit is things like the buttons and like the lining on the cuff, like little things that, that really can speak to. And you can't have to know what you're looking for to be able to tell the difference. But this is him just being like, no, I want the loudest thing available. Like that's, that's, <laughs> that's the way I'm going to come out like that. The, like black alligator shoes. No, no, no. You can't tell those are alligator shoes. They need to be black. Like they need to be blue. They need to be bright blue with my suit. Oh my goodness. And so yeah. he just came on a lot stronger and we talked about it wasn't just the blue suit when he was like standing behind her and being looking at her ass and be like "Mm, mm, 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 let me see that like like that i think it was that stuff too you know but kind of went with it so i mean i think the blue suit was a part of it but i think that whole interaction was just not the kind of interaction she was expecting from him and maybe he was hamming it up for the cameras to be honest and that wasn't what they're out out you know their previous interactions had been like. Well, I also feel like, you know, if that's what she's going to put out there, that's the kind of guy she's going to attract. And let's be real here. She was, you know, trying to attract ass first. Look at all the pictures that she posted. True. You know, like, I feel like she was trying to play up a certain kind of asset. And it's like, you can't be surprised that you attract a certain kind of guy with what you're leading with. Right. Lead ass first, you're gonna get an ass man. Like, and I think just... I think I, I think she was being more upfront with us too. Like she I don't the honest truth is she probably had never really never had any intention of being with that guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And she was kind of playing a bunch of people at the same time in prison and then kind of, you know, when she decided to make her make a change for the better, it was like, well, okay, well, the first thing I have to do is, you know, cut ties with all the people that I was stringing along and playing with. 
well, yeah. <laughs> before yeah. I got out, right? Like that makes sense. And it also makes sense that you don't want to have, especially if you're delicate and you're in recovery and things are fragile, you don't want to have, you don't want to have to have eight or nine confrontations with people. Right. Like that's not going to help. So like ghosting, I, I, I can see where she's coming from where like the best thing for me was just to ghost all these guys. Yeah. I can't remember. Did he buy her that phone? Uh, I don't remember. Was that a phone she had? I think she had it because I think he was getting texts from her like, oh, I'm at the bus station. You know? Right, right. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that I think she had a phone already. He but he did give her like and that that was the worst part. She took that. She took his money when when she got on the bus. Oh, absolutely. Sure. And like not even just that she uh, took the money, but I I I think she she asked for it. it. Yeah. She's like, hey, babe, I don't have anything. Can I get a little bit of money? Thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you know, fine. He lost you with the blue suit. But, you know, it's kind of like, well, you know, he wore the blue suit hours before you said goodbye. So you knew you had no intention of talking to him again after that. Yeah, totally true. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I feel for him, but he, I mean, he just did. Oh, I don't. I, I feel for him on a certain level, but on the other level, no, I don't, I don't feel for, I can get whatever woman I want anyway. Like then, yeah. then he kind of turns me off about it. Like, you know. Right. And that's the thing is like. He has just got such an inflated sense of self that I don't feel bad for him because I feel like he thinks he's the shit. He thinks that he can get any woman. He can't, like, fathom a world where a woman would ghost him, you know? And it's just like, he's going to be fine. Yeah, he's going to be fine. That's also true. She didn't, I mean, she took a little bit of his money when she left, which was kind of bullshit. But it wasn't any, it didn't seem like anything he couldn't afford. Right. No. He'll and be he knew fine. the risks. Come yeah. on. Right. Right. As much yeah. as he as much as he yelled and got defensive about the risks, he certainly knew what was what was up. Right. Right. So, I mean, I don't feel bad for him at all. And the other reason why I don't feel bad for him is because I feel like he is stubborn and he doesn't want to admit that he did anything wrong in this mm-hmm. and that he would do it all again. I feel like, you know, maybe he seems like the kind of guy who wouldn't say like, oh, I have regrets or anything like that. But, you know, he's also someone who's just like stubborn about it. He's like, I would do everything exactly the way I did it. I right. mean, like even when production is trying to like kind of like have that blue suit bit, work out last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe you should wear a different suit. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to wear the same blue suit if I want again. Right. Right. But that, that's just the way he gets so combative anytime anybody yeah. contradicts him. Like we saw that with his kids all season long. Right. So, yeah. All right. I'm feeling it's not the last we're going to see of that blue suit. Oh, jeez. All right. So, Sean and Destiny. So, Sean is up bright and early without and without Destiny to go to her hearing. She stayed at her sister's after going out, and Sean is extremely nervous that something will go wrong and she'll end up back in prison. He gets there before her and runs down what his ideal scenario for the day is. Destiny shows up, the hearing results and the charges being dropped, which is what's supposed to happen. And then she says yes to his proposal afterward. He waits as the clock keeps ticking into Destiny's hearing. 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes. All the while, he's just getting more and more nervous about Destiny and losing 
Um, how much money, Ms. H, was it that he was going to lose? Oh, God. He must have said it a hundred times, but it doesn't change the amount. $50,000. $50,000. That's right. She, she gets there yeah, with a little bit under five minutes before the hearing, and she and her sister tell Sean to stop freaking out because you knew they were going to be there. Destiny tells us as they walk in with three minutes left to spare that every other time she goes to court, she ends up being remanded. So even though her lawyer has reassured her that this is going to be just the charges getting dropped, she's still very nervous as they walk into the courthouse. All right. So how comfortable, like what's the, what's the amount of time you would arrive before your hearing that could send you to prison? Um, I mean, uh, 10 minutes, I think. Oh, I'd be there a half hour early. Like, oh, you think so? I would absolutely be there oh, half hour. So I'm one of those people that, uh, you know, just definitely pushes it to the limit when it comes to certain things. And so I'm okay. And I know your personality versus my personality. I'm the person who's rolling up to the gate uh, for a flight like five minutes before they board. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty – I'm decent at flights. Flights I can – they board like a half hour before. Right. So I'm, yeah, I'm usually, so I'll get there 35 minutes before it, de- it. It depends on how I'm getting there that for the flights, too. It depends on do I have to get do I have to like if I have to like, you know, park in the long term lot and get on the shuttle and get over there. Then I'm like, uh, I don't know how long that's going to take. Right. Mm-hmm. If somebody's dropping me off at the gate, I usually get dropped off maybe an hour. Just because because I've also I also have waited in like 45 minute security lines, too. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, just because, you know, bit, bit once or twice. But right. this court, because courts, I don't know enough about it. it. Maybe they make a time and then 20, the judge is like, eh, I got an early golf appointment and we'll bring this one 20 minutes early over not here. Like, oh, I, I don't, don't know how it works. I think that would happen. <sighs> I think if they would. say a time, they say a time, right? It's got to well, be that time or later because obviously they don't care if they keep you waiting. Not, yeah, I, I wouldn't trust it. I would be there like. Because then you never know what kind of paperwork you have to fill out and stuff like that. Like, yeah. oh, I mean, to be honest, I would do what my lawyer said. Like, they were meeting the lawyer there. I would ask oh, the lawyer, sure. lawyer, when should I be here? And they would give me yeah. time. So I also kind of wonder if, what is this time? Is it three minutes before the hearing starts? Or is it three minutes before the lawyer said to be there? Those are very different different things. Mm, interesting. Yeah, if it's three I minutes no before idea. the lawyer said to be there, they're fine. I don't know. But Sean's uh, anxiety was... Not helping anyone's situation. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And it was definitely like, like nobody wants to hear when they roll up. Like, especially since he was blowing up her phone. I was blowing up your phone. Yeah, like. Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was worried about you not being here. Yeah, it was pretty clear. That's what we, yeah, we all got that, Sean. Good. Yeah. It was kind of passive aggressive of her to not respond because she wasn't even driving. Like. There's no reason why she couldn't tell him, oh, we're five minutes away. We're just leaving the pl- our house right now. Like, there was no reason other than she wants to see him sweat and suffer. Yeah, she absolutely did. She absolutely yeah. did. But she's also, she's also the person that says I'm five minutes away when they leave their house a half hour from where they are. Oh, those people are the worst. <laughs> it's like, just be real about where you're at. I'm fine. I yeah. Really I'm, care. And because Bart, my thing is always like, yeah, I don't care. I really don't yeah. care if you're late. But I want to know how long I'm going to be waiting. You, what am I going to be? Because if you say you're going to be there in five minutes, then I sit there like a dummy, not yeah. doing anything, not going anywhere else. Like if you tell me it's going to be a half hour, I'll go in and get a drink. Not at the, yeah, not at the courthouse, right. but wherever we are, you know. <laughs> yeah, the courthouse. <laughs> 
Yes. Oh, that's one of my biggest pet peeves. I hate waiting on people. Right. Like, I have actually left friends because I'm like, no, I don't want to wait for you. And I'll just leave. I'm Yeah. And I, like we said, I'm, to- I'm totally, if you are real with me, I'll be there. It'll be a half hour yet. And I'll be like, yeah. All right, cool. Now I, I know I have a half hour. You. Yeah. Now I know I have a half hour. Yeah. All right. So Sean is constantly making excuses for destiny. And there was something that he said that I was just like, you're an idiot. Well, there's well, a lot of things Well, of, of many things that, that he said that. that makes you think that. Yeah. One of them is that he claims that Destiny is in this position not because of her own actions, but because she's been dealt a lot of bad cards. No. But, I mean, her worse cards than her sister? Yeah, okay, that was exactly my thought. Like, her sister and her mom seem very supportive and, like, loving of her. And I know she said that she's had a not-so-good relationship with her mom in the past. And even, like, they kind of confronted that uh, a little bit when she first met with her mom. Mm -hmm. You know, her mom didn't seem super supportive of her. But, yeah, I mean, her sister managed to be okay. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing. It's not like – and her situation strikes me as – I know it's still drug problems and stuff. That's really the base of everything. But it – I don't know to not jump ahead, but it's it it doesn't strike me as sympathetic as like Christiana's situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because outside of the drugs, she's also like, nah, I steal things. Like she steals things. She steals things when she's sober. She has no problem taking all of his money. She has no yeah. problem. I cut that shit off and send it back to him. They can't tell me what to do. Like that's right. That's different. Yeah. Like that's not the same. That that's her. Those are all sober. Her choosing to do bad things. That the. the Cheating on Sean all the time. Yeah. Like yep. that, which he doesn't Writing know about. Writing bad but checks. Yeah. the government does it. Because the government does it. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, I love how she her response to him. He was like, uh, why didn't you message me back? She was like, I was busy. What are you busy yeah, doing that busy early in the morning? Oh, my God. And like, uh, I just. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I it, it does drive me nuts like waiting for people. But like. Him is just like, oh, so nervous. I was like, yeah, we know you were. Oh, my God. I couldn't. And at least did he bring up the did he say the money to her? I don't know if he said the money to her. Oh, I'm sure he did. Like, do we see it again? No, no, I don't think so. I'm with her. I was like, how about you just give me the $50,000 now and we can just stop talking about it. Never have to hear about it ever again. All right, so let's talk about Scott and Lindsay. Uh, so Lindsay is pissed that her privacy has been invaded by Scott, who went through her notebook. Lindsay goes on to explain that she had written down an excerpt from a book about a girl who was released from prison who was using a man for money. She says that if Scott draws similarities and it hits a little too close to home, that's his problem, not hers. So she calls her parole officer to try and get her address changed to her mom's house so she can finish her home confinement there. She is unable to change her address for at least the next few days, so now she feels trapped. Scott ain't no dummy, and he says that if it's from a book, he wants to know which book, and then he'll believe her. Lindsay tells him that he doesn't have enough money for her to be using him So she thinks that he started shit when she's trapped here and can't leave. And Scott thinks that that's unfair for her to say. Lindsay then shifts her frustration to how she's been misled. And Scott is not following through with his promises and tells him that it all makes sense that he's 51 and single. 
Lindsay gets upset that the house is not finished and that it's not possible for her daughter to move there in these conditions. Scott thinks that he has done everything he could for her and admits that he may have dropped the ball with the house. She says she doesn't want him to think that she's a scammer, but you know. Scott says he wanted to be part of the change in her life. Lindsay doesn't feel like she can be completely honest with him since he'll throw a fit, so she alludes to some secrets that she's going to keep to keep the peace. All right, do you think that Lindsay had, or what are Lindsay's other secrets? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. Because, like, I guess this is definitely one of the, a, a sharp production thing is to be like, she has other secrets, and it'll be something like, oh, I like had a lesbian fling like 10 years ago. You'd be like, oh, oh okay. Like, so you know? that's funny that <laughs> you should say that because I was going to say, like, I feel like it's pretty common slash consistent with most of the people on this show yeah. that it's like, oh, I had a lesbian lover like while I was in prison. It's like, right. yeah, 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 get yeah, in line. Yeah, Apparently right, you right. and everybody else. Yeah, right. Well, didn't they have like, wasn't there a study that came out like today that said like, it was like hugely more people it didn't it, the numbers weren't as inflated for men but hugely more people than you would anticipate you're talking about people in prison or just in the general population in the general population there was a study that said that came out and said something that like something like 30% of women are you know on some level on the lgbt's uh, yeah, I can. I feel like a lot of women could be bisexual. Yes. Yeah. The B. I is... feel like that's an easy sell because <laughs> guys are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> right. It also depends on who's asking and how. Sure. Like, and so I, I just kind of saw it on a headline. I was like, "What is that?" So maybe we should look into yeah. more detail. But like, so I definitely think that could be one. And I also think the other obvious one that always comes up is she might have been talking to somebody else while she was in prison. Oh, sure, sure. Right. Definitely. And she was like, I, yeah, I definitely feel like she's someone who would cultivate multiple options to see totally, totally. what would work out yeah. the best. Maybe that's and, the secret is that it was some other guy that she wrote this passage about because we already determined that it did not come from a book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, she said she wouldn't be scamming Scott because he doesn't have that much money. But apparently he has enough money but then to she said she buy felt her scammed. house. Yeah, but then she felt she felt scammed. So maybe she was a scammer that got scammed. Like she thought he had a lot more money and then got out and was like, why would I scam you? You don't have any money. He's like, ah, but you yeah. thought you thought I was richer I, than I am. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I, I did think it was interesting that he was like, oh, I this is your house. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, because she said, she said, you bought yourself a house. Yay. That's not yeah. anything for me. It's like, this is for you. I don't know. I just, I, she, the way she talks specifically, and I, I can't put my finger on how or why I think this. I just, she, she, she strikes me as she's always full of shit. Like, I don't believe oh, anything she, is. she says. Oh, she is. No, she absolutely is. She's manipulating. She's a hundred percent. Everything she says is very calculated. And she's a manipulator. But she, I, but part of it is I feel like she's manipulating us. Like even when she says something in an interview, I'm like, that's no, bullshit. Sure. That's bullshit. No, I, I believe that too <laughs> because it's like she's trying to present an image, you know, and I think same thing with Scott. She's, you know, trying to present an image of what he thinks that she's getting to yeah. sweet talk him. You know, and I think from the uh, television side, I can see her. She wants to be a compelling, interesting character because then they'll ask her to be on the show again. And then that's money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You and know? so so it's really hard for me to like 
I don't know, not not empathize. That's not the right word. It's hard for me to get on her team or like see her perspective when I feel like everything she says is like, that's a lie. You're make, trying to make yourself look better. That can't be true. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So let's move on to Maurice and Jessica. Mostly Maurice, though. So it's another week and another visit to Jessica's parents, including her overprotective teddy bear of a dad. Maurice talks up Dave as a potential father figure that he never had. And on the way in to the house, Jessica has Maurice promise not to tell anyone about her pregnancy. Then they start to talk, all four of them. We hear that they're the reason they're there is to give Maurice his first welding lesson so he can develop some skills to make himself more employable. After the ladies leave to go shopping, Dave and Maurice get ready to burn some rod. Maurice tries his best and seems a little unsure of what he's doing but also seems pretty eager to learn. When he's done, Dave tells him it's not bad, but he needs a lot more practice. Maurice mentions that he wants to provide for his family and soon after decides that in order to gain Dave's respect, he wants to hide nothing from him and tells him that Jessica is pregnant. God. Dave takes it as even keeled as he can. He's clearly not happy about it, but he tries not to come across as too angry. He actually even says he's not all that happy about it, and but he is there to help, and he's has no interest in raising another child. Um, then Maurice asks Dave not to tell anyone, since he already broke the code with Jessica. And uh, Dave stresses that Maurice needs to step up and take care of his family. Then Maurice asks for Dave's Dave for his daughter's hand in marriage, which seems the backwards way to do it, but okay. It's also weird because they're already married, um, but they want to do a second wedding because the prison wedding sucked ass. So he wants his daughter to get taken care of. So he lends Maurice $1,000 to buy a ring for Jessica. Maurice seems really, really touched by this, but Dave considers this loan a test of Maurice's character and that he makes sure he knows it's supposed to be used for a ring, not gambling or drinking. So, of course, then they show us an interview of Maurice fantasizing about turning his $1,000 into $3,000 at the casino. Which, okay. So, okay, let's start with with that. Do you think Maurice is going to actually spend this $1,000 on the ring like he's supposed to? I hope he does. I really do. I mean, he did seem really super genuinely touched by all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he definitely did. I feel like his intentions are good. Right, and but uh, and, and I, I kind of I thought they made him look bad by putting that thing in there about that I can go to the casino. I think he was just shooting shit. I don't think he legitimately thought he was going to go to the casino and turn this thousand dollars into three thousand dollars and then buy a really nice ring. Like that was right, like a fantasy right. thing that they like took out of context. Yes, I can see that too. Because I mean, like at the end of the day, like like I said, I don't think he has bad intentions. Like, when he talked about spending the money, he wasn't, like, saying, oh, I'm just going to gamble it because it's fun, you know? It was right. like, no, he was, like, because he thinks that he wants to spend more money on a ring. And so that's really what he's talking about is he's, like, he sees it as, like, an investment to, like, <laughs> yes. get more money, oh. you know, to get a nicer ring. So, I mean, his intentions are pure. Um, I Speaking of his intentions... So I was a bit frustrated with him because, you know, Jessica was very sure to say, do not tell anyone that I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the only reason why Maurice really told uh, Jessica's dad was because I feel like he thought 
that it was like a bonding moment, right? And he wanted something uh-huh. to kind of make himself feel closer to his dad by like sharing information, you know? And I think he really thought that, you know, he would be more excited and he thought it would be like a, a special moment for them, right? Right, right, right. And I feel like that's the reason why he told. Yeah, I mean, I I, I do and I feel like he just, he, he definitely doesn't get the difference between like we, we were up front with him last time. The last time there was a secret. He was, you know, violating his parole to come to Nevada. Yeah. And he was like, listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be straight with it. I'm not going to lie to you. Right. Right. And so I don't think he understood the difference between keeping that secret and, you know, keeping her being pregnant secret because it wasn't like they were going to keep it forever and just be like, by the way, here's a baby. Like they weren't going to do that. It's just that, you know, you don't tell everybody right away when you're pregnant. Like that's a pretty normal course of action by people. People would not consider it deceit, right? Right. If you waited and I, if you waited a month and said, oh, yeah, by the way, we're pregnant. And it's like, oh, did you know this when we did the welding? You'd be like, actually, yeah, I did. Like nobody, he wouldn't be like, how dare you keep this from me? I can't believe right. you hid this thing from me. It's not really hiding it in the same way, you know? I wonder a little bit if the reason why he's extra sensitive about that, Maurice, is because, you know, because he thinks that, you know, like, oh, well, I'm in prison, like, people will think I'm untrustworthy. Yeah. And so he's really kind of trying to go out of his way to kind of make it into show. I'm not make it seem like, but like demonstrate that he's a very honest person and he's very straightforward. Mm-hmm. And so like kind of trying to present that side, especially because I do think he really genuinely cares about impressing this family. Definitely. Like he wants to be like the good son-in-law. And so I think by him saying that, you know, like, oh, you know, here's the truth. And, you know, I'm the one to tell you. It's like it makes him look better. Right. You know, and that he is the kind of person like, oh, son, you know, yay. <laughs> yes. I can have this whole moment. Right, right. It, it, it was just it, – it, that really did seem like a, a just a a culture – almost like a cultural thing that he missed up on. It was like, oh, no. Yeah. Like you're supposed to wait until you can announce it to everybody together with your wife to get – like that's how this is supposed to work. We're not hiding right. it just like because we're being deceitful. Yeah. I also feel like he was just genuinely excited. Like, and I'm excited for him. He just, I don't know. There's just something like some kind of like cutesy, like little kid, like in a candy shop that he's kind of been presenting this whole season. Yeah, like like a giddiness almost. Yeah, like, oh my gosh, I have this big bed. Oh my gosh, I have family. Oh my gosh, they're willing to loan me money. Like, right, right. I've never even seen this much money from somebody. I like, yeah, yeah. this is more money than I've ever gotten from anybody combined. Yeah. I thought it was funny though. He was like, it's a loan though. You know know what a loan means, right? (laughs) It's like, uh, so you have to give that back at some point. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, before I die. It's like, how about before I die? All right. Uh, Speaking of family helping each other out, uh, we have John is helping Christiana's mom, Tammy, and her sister, Tara, move into his house. Tammy tells us that they were living in a meth house, which Tammy started, or sorry, Tara started to get wrapped up in that. So Tammy's relieved to be out of that living situation. John gets a call while Tammy and Tara are there from a corrections officer telling him that Christiana is no longer a resident of the halfway house. He doesn't offer up any other explanations. Tammy and Tara both say that Christiana has probably relapsed, and John thinks the best course of action is to go to Dubuque to find Christiana, and he asks Tara to go with him because Tara knows all the hangout spots. 
Tara thinks that this is a terrible idea, and she's afraid of being triggered to use if she's in that environment too. John thinks that if he removes her from the situation, uh, Christiana, it will help. But Tammy says that they have been through this before, and if she's using, she'll just keep running back to Dubuque because using is her first priority. Tammy also warns that Christiana runs with a rough crowd and he could be shot or stabbed. John gets a call from Christy at four in the morning, so John is going to Dubuque to find her before the police do. Christiana says she relapsed and she's not exactly sure why. She says she's not used to reaching out for help or having someone who is stable enough to help. John assures her when he picks her up that he will always be there for her. Christiana tells him that she loves him as she cries. She knows she has to face the music and turn herself in, but John is taking her back to Cresco because he's not ready to let her go back to prison. So he wants to Bonnie and Clyde the situation, you know, without the bullets. Minus the bullets. Oh, like, God. you know, that's a pretty integral part of the Bonnie and Clyde story. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's like yeah. we, we talk about this all the time. People go Bonnie and Clyde, and it's like, but they or didn't Romeo get away. And Juliet. You yeah. know, it's like everybody dies in the yeah, end. Yeah. Like, like, spoiler alert. Like, there's not a huge, like, romantic ride or die situation that doesn't, like, story that doesn't end with the dying. Like, it's never <laughs> just all riding. Like, it's the dying part that's the sucky part. Yeah, yeah. So, um, do you think that John is just trying to get one night in with Christy before she goes back to prison? <sighs> um... Yes, but I don't necessarily meet. I don't. I don't necessarily think meet. Think that means one night of like sex, like mm-hmm. just one night of like being with her, like one night, like to be together, right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever they might do, it's like you know, you went through this whole thing, you got married and everything. You just can we spend one night together before you have? Because mm-hmm. I mean, they both do seem to be like, you know, understand what has to happen that that they have to go back, right? Because mm-hmm. it's going to be worse if they don't, but. I don't know. I felt bad for John this episode because he wants to help so much and he wants to do so much, but his plans are all terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, I think that his heart is in the right place. Yes, totally. Yeah, absolutely. He has good intentions, but you know, it's like, how is you because he even talked about it like oh well we'll just go to we'll go somewhere where we can't get extradited it's like is that the best plan i don't where, know I, what i don't even know which what's the first country would think of it doesn't have an extradition with the united states i don't know i mean thankfully i don't know because i hadn't thought that hard about it but Cuba? like <laughs> russia how are you gonna get there though you're in iowa it's t- tricky to get on right get to yeah but like, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I mean, not just that, but his plan was all right. My, you know, addict wife has relapsed, and she's gonna be um, somewhere, you know, probably in in a drug house, and I gotta go find her. Let me take her drug addict sister. She knows all the places. And like, that's a terrible idea, John. What are you doing? <laughs> that's like yeah. he, he gets because I mean, he, he did the same thing last week with his dropping off the money plan, and the guy was like, wait, wait. Right. Wait, wait, you're giving somebody in recovery huge stacks of cash? What's wrong with you, man? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, that's probably how she ended up with drugs in the first place, right? So yeah. So it's like, John, I get that you're trying to help, but are you hurting? Right. It's like you think you're helping. He, just, he doesn't always think his plans all the way through. 
No. Which no. is kind of the same thing he's been doing all season with the with the with the wedding, the truck back of a truck wedding and everything too. It's oh, like gosh. he just kind of has an idea of I want to help or I want to do something or I want to do this one nice thing, and it's just like, but you thought of the beginning of the plan and you didn't you didn't follow it to its conclusion yeah oh goodness all right so we did not hear from chevelle and quaylen this week and i think they're the only ones we didn't hear from uh that is right Mm mm-hmm yeah and then uh like we mentioned before we saw the extended trailer for life after lockup which i think is starting in like two weeks right uh yes it's november no i thought it was late november Oh, okay. And it sounds like we're going to see some of these fools again. Uh, it looks like we're going to see Scott and Lindsay again, uh, Sean and Destiny, and Chevelle and Quaylen. Yes, yes. Which, yeah. I mean, that was the part where I said they spoiled it. Like, uh, we were watching Sean wait around, time tick, clock tick, and tick, 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 tick. Mm-hmm. They went to commercial, and the first thing you see is him and Destiny in Life After Lockup. It's like, oh, yes. well, I guess she didn't go back to jail. Okay. No, she yeah, must have yeah. Made it. And we also saw Destiny throwing his engagement ring at him. Take your stupid ring. Oh so obviously gonna do that he's given her times. a ring at that. Oh. Yeah. So yeah, they've uh he's got to the point where he's given her a ring, so mm-hmm. that's also something. Yep. Yeah, so uh I don't think we were spoiled with anything else except for I was kind of surprised to see Scott and Lindsay. Still there? On the show still, yeah. yeah. I was actually yeah. kind of surprised because we were kind of ready for uh, Quaylen to head on to Texas here soon and not come back. Right. right. And apparently he's debating on whether or not to propose to Chevelle, it looks like, based yeah. on the extended trailer. Sure. Yeah. And looks like we're also going to see Brittany Marcelino. Uh, oh, gosh. More Sarah Michael. More Andre Lamar. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. Anyone else? I, oh, uh, Shane and Lacey and John. Mm-hmm. Oh, so Lacey that, and Sean. And the one, the one I didn't know about. The one there oh, was one that puppy I and Amber. There you go. Yeah. Yes, uh, Mr. O was like, "Who are these people?" <laughs> so, uh, Puppy and Amber were cellmates slash lovers slash besties in prison, and Amber had basically kind of been trying to scam Vince. And then how Puppy got involved is that Vince adopted her to get military benefits, even though Puppy's freaking an adult. I don't know. And just, uh, so there's somehow all three of them are intertwined in some weird fraud situation. So. Yeah, that'll be interesting. I don't think Amber in herself was that entertaining. I think what made it entertaining was the the weird situation, like the It's kind of like the, a dummy Sean situation, right? Uh-huh. Like Vince's actually Vince very much reminds me of Sean, like just a bunch of like dopey dummies like Yeah. being used and sure. convinced they're not being used. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. So, what about your student of the week? Uh, I went with uh, Dave, Jessica's dad, Dave. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, he, he solid choice. Yeah. I mean, he really does seem to be doing everything he can to give Maurice a chance to prove himself, right? Yeah. And he, yeah. you know, gave him the money and was 
as chill as you could have expected with the with the with the pregnancy news, the way right, it got broken right. to him, you know, and was was being a decent teacher too with the yes, welding. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. Uh, so my student of the week was John, and I will say that it was because of his intentions alone. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's like a big deal. Like, you haven't even spent the night with your wife and you're going to take in her mom and her sister. Yeah. Like, that's... That's a lot. like, it's a lot. So, I mean, his heart is definitely in the right place. Like, I truly believe this guy loves her, Mm -hmm. you know? And he really genuinely wants to help. Because if it extends past the person themselves, like, you know, he's got to have a giving heart. So, yeah. John, although definitely can work on the execution. Yeah, uh, no, I will, I will say it. his heart was definitely in the right place the whole yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So for Dunce, I went with Lindsay, right? Okay. Because, and it was specifically because she does that liar thing mm-hmm. where when she gets caught in a lie and she can't defend it, right, she starts making up things and, and finding reasons that she should be mad at him so that she can start yelling at him and now he has to defend himself and we're not talking about what yes. I did anymore. Right, right, right. absolutely. And she, that was like the whole, whole move this episode. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, so my dance is Sean. Um, you know, it's just like, well, first of all, it's Sean. But second of all, it's just like, I don't think the way to get someone to respond to you is to just bombard them with messages. As we've already seen, like with Shonda and Tyrese, like that strategy doesn't work. No, it, it actually doesn't. does the opposite. It backfires. It makes them not yes. want to message you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So then we'll go to my life lesson because it was involved with them. And it's like you have to have enough communication that you know what the expectation is. Right? Mm-hmm. So it just, you know, goes into effective communication, which is always super important. But like if he knew, oh, we plan on getting there five minutes before the thing wins, then he wouldn't have been like nervously pacing. Oh, my God. When's she going to be here? When's she going to be here? Right. If that was if he knew that was the plan and he would also know not to text her until she was past the time that she was supposed to be, because I think that was what bothered her more than where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Was like, I think it was all night of don't forget tomorrow. Don't forget yeah, tomorrow. Right. Don't forget tomorrow. It's like yeah, that. Okay, dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. So my life lesson is for Maurice specifically. Um, there's a reason why they tell you to wait until the first trimester is over before you share any news. And that's mostly because, you know, it still really could go either way. It can be fragile. There's a lot of things that can happen. Right. So why make someone feel away when it's not necessary at the moment? Because, you know, I think that uh, there... Um, the dad, I forget his name. Dave. Uh, yes, Dave. Dave is not opposed to a grandkid, and he even said that. He just thinks the timing was really crummy, you know? Yeah. Like, you just got out of prison. So, you know, it's like he feels a certain way about the timing of things. And, you know, let's say that this pregnancy doesn't take. Now, I know we know, spoiler alert, that it does, mm-hmm. but... 
You know, it's like, you don't know because it's still at a very, like, it's very, very early on. Right. You have forced him to kind of feel like, kind of somewhat negative about this. Like, this is not the right moment for it. And you don't know if it's going to happen. So, I mean, I think Jessica was right in saying, like, let's wait. It wasn't just about it being early on. But, I mean, there's a reason, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it could just, they haven't even gone to the doctor yet. Yeah, right. Yeah. Totally. Totally. All right, so that wraps up this week. We have, yes. we don't know how many more. We assume it'll probably be right we before Life know. After Lockup starts, right? So yeah. two more, yeah. three more? I would think so, because, I mean, we it seems like it's already kind of winding down, right? I feel right. like what we have left to see is, I believe we're going to see a Sean and Destiny engagement. Right. Uh, we're probably going to see some kind of conclusion where Christiana ends up back in jail. Yeah. Um, we'll probably see some kind of conclusion of Dylan Heather where whether he ends up back in jail or they end up breaking up because she's crazy pants. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll probably see a little bit more of Chevelle and Quaylen. Yeah, like I'd imagine so. Deciding on if he's De- coming back. Exactly. Deciding on what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, but it's it's starting to be, you know, the end, the natural end of a storyline. Right, least. totally, totally. Yeah. All right, but we'll be here back for it next week. Yep. All right. Okay. okay. So we'll see you then. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.